Psalm 118. Aren't we thankful for good places to meet in? Here and in Branson. Nobody's going to turn the lights off on us and run us out. We are so, so thankful. Got good places, good comfortable places. Places, good places and good locations. Um, We began some weeks ago by looking at the great truths about God being on our side. And I thought you'd want some more of that tonight. Right? Psalm 118, are you there? Psalm 118.6 says, The Lord is on my side. I'll not fear. What can man do to me? Verse 7, The Lord takes my part with them that help me. He's elaborating that the Lord is on his side. Not just in a legal sense, but in an active helps me sense. Who's on your side? God. Who? God. <laughs> now, if, you know, if somebody big and strong was on your side, that'd be comforting. Somebody that had a bunch of money was on your side, that'd be comforting. That'd be a help. But who's on your side? The Lord. The Lord who? You're not talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. Huh? On your side? (laughs) Your side. Yeah, but who are you? For the creator to be on your, you're with him, to be on your side. He is for you. On your side, he takes the part with them that help you. Glory to God. Verse 13 Talking about the enemy, you've thrust at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. Psalm 54, 4. Psalm 54, 4 says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. If that's true, you ought to make it. Huh? How, how, how could it be? feasible that you go down with God helping you. How does that work? God is my helper. Every time I need help, He's there. Come on, say that loud. He helps me. He helps me in the morning. He helps me in the evening. He helps me all the time. He helps me. Did you know he will help you do natural things? Hmm? There's this idea some have that, you know, oh, I I don't want to bother the Lord with that. I don't want to bother the Lord with that. Well, that is a, that's wrong thinking and, and lack of understanding concerning two big things, his ability And his care for you. The scripture said you have not. Because he's busy. (laughs) 
I need to read my scriptures a little more carefully, don't I? I made two big bump, you know, mistakes tonight already. Uh, you have not because it's not important enough for the Lord to uh, get involved with it. You have not why? Because you don't ask. Well, and if you decide, well, um, you know, I don't want to bother the Lord, and so you don't ask, then you still wind up not asking. And he didn't say you're not going to have it because it wasn't important enough or because I couldn't be bothered. But he said you're not going to have it because you didn't ask. You didn't ask. Because you, you thought, either thought he couldn't do it or, or didn't care or you're not important enough or it's not important enough. All of which are wrong. I think people, I've said it before, they have this idea of God like one of these old uh, telephone operators at the switchboard from back in the uh, 50s, you know, that uh, you got the big uh, jack and cable, you know, and the call, the, the light lights up. It's a prayer call coming in. So, so father, the father answers that call, and, and then you got calls coming in from all over the world. Man, you got calls from uh, widows and orphans and soldiers in the foxhole and prime ministers and presidents, and I mean the whole board is just, just lit up, lit up. And God has actually got a couple of beads of perspiration on his brow. And, he, and he's, he's plugging and answering him. <laughs> and I know he's saying, call him up. Jesus is on the main line. Call him up. But <laughs> there ain't no switchboard. <laughs> There's not even a computer. God wouldn't have a computer. It'd be like an ox cart. What would he want with one? No. We really have a little, uh, a little idea. He is God. And he's on the throne. And it's real. And he's not old. I said he's not old. There is no long gray beard. <laughs> he doesn't age. I heard somebody getting into it. You know, you know, how many have noticed the enemy is trying to stir up tensions between because of race? Oh, yeah. You'd have to be, you know, dead to not realize it. This is nothing new. If it wasn't race, it'd be something else. He goes from one thing to the other, accusing and lying about folks to each other, anything to create and perpetuate strife. And somebody was trying to. Uh, telling me a while back did I realize that God was black <laughs> I said no he's not he said see there and I thought you think he's white I said no he's not white either what Asian <laughs> nope he's not Asian either <clears throat> what color is he fire He's fire. The Bible said he's fire. What color is fire? Phew. All different kind of colors, right? I mean, he... <laughs> How many understand? That's ignorance. It's ignorance to get into stuff like that and get adamant. And, see, and you can see where it comes from by the fruit of it. If it stirs up strife and hatred, it's not from God. And it's not true. And it's not right. There's people lying to you. You know, believe in lies and perpetuate them. No, 
He's sitting on the throne. There is no switchboard. He's not black or white. And he can hear all the prayers over the planet from all the billions at the same time and understand them and answer the king's prayer and the mother's prayer and the soldier's prayer and help you find a parking place downtown at the same time. (laughs) At the same, how can he do all that? He's God. He's God. He can do all that. And so when you say, well, I I don't want to bother him, you don't understand who he is. You don't understand his capabilities. Or what, uh, how much he cares for you and me. Besides that, he has a lot of people that work for him. A lot of angels and a lot of, yeah. Uh, he's not short on resources, I'll assure you that. If we're coming up short, it's just because we didn't ask and believe. We were thinking wrong about bothering him. <clears throat> he is, he wants us to know, he's our helper. He's on our side. He's for you. Who's got your back? Who? The Almighty? Who is on your side? Who is continuously making available to you resources to help you and me to get us through this and not just drag through it, but overcome? Say it again. The Lord's on my side. He takes my part. He's my helper. He upholds my soul. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, it says it like this, Romans 8, 26. Or excuse me, 31. Romans 8, 31. What should we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, say it out loud. If God is for me, who, what, can be against me? Man, it makes you sassy. You get, you get sassy. You go, what? What can, what can overwhelm me? What can overcome me? What can destroy me? It'd have to be bigger than God. What's bigger than God? Now we know we have an adversary who's against us. He's not saying nobody's against us. Uh, remember First Peter talks about uh, the devil. Uh, we have an adversary. He goes about to and fro like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So there's some he may, some he may not. And uh, we know we have an enemy arrayed against us, but uh, I tell you like the Lord told me, the Spirit of God, uh, my granddad was shot and killed when he was 21. And uh, his dad was shot and killed when he was 21. And uh, I was the next boy on that f- side of the family. That's my mom's side of the family. And they used to tell me, they'd show me a picture. I, ne- I never knew him. He was gone before I came along. And uh, they'd show me a picture of him in the casket and say, you look just like him. <laughs> and the enemy started trying to put that in my mind as a boy. Isn't that strange? Both of them. Shot and killed when they're 21. Same, exactly the same a way of death and similar circumstances. Uh, I won't go into all of that, but similar circumstances. <laughs> and uh, the uh, that kept coming to my mind. And uh, 
So even when I began to pursue to go into ministry, that's about the time we were going into the ministry. And these thoughts would just come to my mind. You're not going to live much longer. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize it was always the enemy, but anything that's coming to convince you that you're going to be stolen from or destroyed or killed is him. And uh, I didn't know to cast it down. I didn't know to resist it. I just thought, isn't that strange? Isn't that strange? And then the thought would come, well, what's going to happen to you? Remember they say you look just like him. It's going to happen to you too. There's just that thought would come. Well, uh, uh, and in, in those days, the, it's just out of the blue it would seem. These thoughts would come. I'm going to kill you. You're not going to be in the ministry long. You're not going to serve uh, the Lord long. You, you better do whatever you can do. You better live life to the fullest. You're not going to be around much long. I'm in the 21s, not very, not very old. And uh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. You're going to die young. You're going to die young. Those thoughts would just come when I wasn't thinking about anything. It just come seemingly out of the blue. That's how the enemy does. He's not inside you. He's out here. And he brings thoughts to you from out here. That's not coming from inside you. But it's real. And the Spirit of God. I, by this time I was beginning to learn a few things about uh, the Word and about faith and about the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God spoke up in me one day and said, why don't you ask him why he hasn't already done it? <laughs> why hasn't he, all, I'm going to kill you. Well, what you waiting on? <laughs> and I got it. Man, it went off in me. Because why? Why hadn't he already done it? Why hasn't he? Do you think? I said, yeah. It, it, you, just, you like me a little bit? And you just thought you'd wait a little while? Give me a little more. No. The, he would have killed all of us long ago if he could have gotten to us and made it happen. Now, he's tried and he hadn't given up. But God is on my side. He is for me. And by his mercy and by his power, by his angels, he has kept me in you to this present hour. And how many believe he can keep us all away? We can run our race. We can finish our course with long life. He'll satisfy me and show me his salvation. The Spirit of God told me, just brought that to me so strong. Why don't you ask him why he hasn't already done it? <laughs> yeah. And I got sassy. I, I, I read back. I said, why haven't you already done it? Yeah, yeah, bad boy. What you waiting on? What you waiting on? Why haven't you? You had plenty of opportunities. Because I was a wild and crazy kid. Oh, man, he had plenty of opportunities. I did crazy stuff. I dove off of rocks into places you should never go. I swung from the trees. I thought I was Tarzan when I was a boy. I, uh, I rode motorcycles. I did crazy things. Plenty. How about you? Did you give him plenty of chances to take you out? I'm seeing nods all over the place. Plenty of opportunities. Oh, but thank God for his mercy. He knew I would get it together one day (laughs) and get some sense and start serving him. And based on that and others' prayers for me, I had a praying grandma, praying mama. Oh, somebody say, thank God, thank God, thank God. And here I am. And here you are. And if the Lord can get us this far, 
He can get us the rest of the way. Why? He's for me. Somebody say, he's for me. He's for me. He's on my side. And that's what he's saying. If he's for me, it doesn't make any difference if the devil's against me. If I'll stay with God, close with him, the enemy can't do what he wants to do. We can keep him waiting. Keep him waiting till we just get out of here. And he goes, man, I missed, my, I missed my opportunity on them. Have to focus on somebody else. Uh, go with me, please, to the book of Joshua. Joshua. Believe with me for utterance, anointing, direction. I know you already are. But let's go further. Joshua 1. You got any verses marked in here? Joshua 1 and verse 5. Joshua had served with Moses for years. He had seen some things. A lot of times he was the only person who could be around when Moses met with the Lord. He saw the glory many times. And Moses now is off the scene, and you talk about some big shoes to fill. Hmm? You're going to lead like Moses did? Just miracle after miracle after miracle? And the Lord is encouraging him. He said, there shall not be any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll not fail you, nor forsake you. Oh, did you hear that phrase? Would that do something for your insides if you'd believe it and receive it? He said, because he knew he was with Moses. He saw it front and center. And what's the Lord telling him now? Just like I was with him, I'm going to be with you. The Lord will never give you a job that he doesn't give you the ability to do or the resources to do or the anointing to do or the wisdom to do or the revelation or the help to do. No. He's not looking for somebody that's got all the ability. He's looking for somebody that's got the heart, that's willing and, and will do it. He can add to you all the ability you need. May start may start small, but it can increase greatly. He said, I'll be with you. I won't fail you. I won't forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people you'll divide an inheritance, the land which I swore their fathers to give them. Now that's quite a statement. Because they fussed and they cussed and they cried and they accused and ain't been able to do it for 40 years. Is that right? And the Lord tells him, you're going to do it. Moses was not able to get them in. How about that? And the Lord's telling him, you're going to do it. You're going to get them in. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Now here's something important. When the Lord tells you something, don't assume it's going to come to pass no matter what for you. When he tells you something's going to happen, then it's going to happen. But he can use somebody else 
to make it happen. When it comes to his plan, to the kingdom, to his church, it is necessary for you to be strong. It is necessary for us to be courageous. It is necessary for us to do what he tells us to do and not give up and not quit. You can't just throw up your hands and cry and feel sorry for yourself and quit and have it come to pass in your life. How many know the scripture says oftentimes if, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you don't, then that's not going to happen. Something else is going to happen. Be strong. Be courageous. Observe to do. As, as Moses commanded you, don't turn from it from the right hand or to the left. That whatever, that you may prosper wherever you go. Now this is what we're getting to. He told him, I'm going to be with you. And then he said that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Do we have a part yes. in the plan of God coming to pass in our life? Yes. We do. Don't give up. Don't be a baby. Don't whine and cry. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't act pitiful. Be strong. Somebody say, be strong. Be strong. Look at your neighbor. Help him out. Say, be strong. Be strong. Be, strong. be courageous. Is that right? Be strong. Be courageous. He said, do what, do what I told you to do. And keep this word in your mouth and meditate it in it day and night. Why? Because that's the only way you're going to be safe from not being influenced and being conformed to this world. I know years ago when I first started in the ministry at Brother Hagin's place, I was ministering to this woman who who had just they brought her out of the mental institution and she had been in a bad bad way and the Lord quickened to me to share this this word with her you this the book of the law today we got the whole word of God shall not depart out of your mouth but you'll what meditate in it you'll think about it you'll ponder on it Mull it over in you. How, how often? Day and night. Day and night. Well, when it's not day, what is it? Night. And then when it's not di- night, what is it? Day. So it's either day or night. or night. And if you're doing something day and night, what's that? The There's not a time when you're not doing it. Right. And I began to talk to her about that. She just interrupted me. She said, you can't do that. You can't think about the, the Bible night and day. And I didn't know what to tell her. I'm green in ministry. <laughs> and, and I'm checking my heart. And I thought, Because I know the Lord dealt with me to share that with her. But now I'm kind of at an impasse. And, I, and I, I'm checking my heart. I said, well, you know, the Lord wouldn't tell us to do something. We couldn't do. Right. I knew that was true. And then I got it. It came right up out of my spirit. How many of you got somebody inside you that knows all the answers? And it just come right up in me. I said, sister, it's not a matter of thinking on whether you can think on something night and day or not. You're already thinking on something yeah. night and day. He's saying, don't think. On, and I said, obviously, you've been thinking on the wrong things. So that's how she got in the mess she's in. 
He's telling you it's not a matter if you can think on something night and day. You already are. Come on, is it true or not? From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're thinking about something. Right? And the Bible said, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Romans says, To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Does it matter what you think on? It's life and death. You ready for a wonderful word? If you refuse to think on the wrong things, you will never lose your mind. It's your choice. If you'll refuse to think on the wrong things, you will never lose your mind. David and I was talking about somebody they ministered to you recently. I was just, how old? 93? 95? And uh, said her mind's just sharp as a tack. You don't have to get dull because you get older. You don't have to have memory problems. But if you get afraid that you're slipping, your fears can come on you. It draws it like a magnet. You say, yeah, but I got physical things wrong. You ever heard of healing? Your brain can be healed so easily by the power of God. He can touch you faster than you blink your eyes and your brain problem is no more. No more. But there's a whole lot more to the thought processes than the brain. People magnify the brain and go, oh, isn't it amazing? These couple of pounds of gray tissue, all the inventions of the world have come out of it. No, they have not. No, they have not. No. The physical brain is just a physical organ that the mind expresses itself through. It's the mind of man, which is a part of the the hidden man you can't see. And if your body was buried in the ground, you're going to still exist and you're going to still have your mind. But in order to express yourself in this realm, you've got to have a brain, you've got to have a body. Elsewise, you're... You're there, but you can't express it. Not here anyway. To be on earth, you've got to have an earth suit. <laughs> One of these. And if you lose your earth suit, you don't cease to be. You just have to leave here. Right. Depart, go to be with Christ. Right. Which for the believer is far better. Far, far. Nothing to dread, nothing to be scared of. Hmm? Y'all Okay. You'll meditate in it day and night that you, and observe, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in. Uh, this, is, this is what many Christians do not do. And all of us could do better. Read it out loud. Instead of saying book of the law, you can say the word of God. Show what? Not depart out of your mouth. But you'll do what? Meditate in it. When? Day and night, not just on Friday nights, huh, for a couple of hours, not just on Sunday. Hmm? When? When? Day and night, that you may observe to do it, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. For then you'll make your way prosperous. Then 
You'll have good success. Why? Do you believe this is necessary? Why is it necessary? It's what Romans is talking about. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How's your mind going to get renewed? Right here. Keep it in your mouth. Keep it on your mind. Keep what? What God said about everything. Most people don't do this very well. And if you don't do it well, you're going to be thinking about something. And if this is not on your mind, what's on your mind? Can you see this? Something from out here. Something from this ungodly, unbelieving, death-filled, curse-filled world. And it's going to be negative. And if you're thinking on that and talking about that, it's going to get in you. And you're going to believe that and you're not going to have good success. It's not going to go well with you. So there's only one way to combat it. To not let yourself dwell on all of this. But to feed on what he said. And think about what he said. And talk about what he said. When? When? All the time. All the time. And if you do, your mind will get renewed. It didn't all happen in three weeks. But month in, month out, year after year, you will think more and more like he does. And less and less like the world. You'll be harder and harder to deceive and to fool. You'll recognize the enemy before he comes around the block. Does this sound good to anybody? But if you think on all the junk that's coming out in the world, it won't be that way. And even if you were in church or in the Word and you got all built up and your faith got strong, if you get away from it, it doesn't take long. And you're just hearing all this other junk, all these bad reports and all this negative stuff all the time. Your faith starts getting weaker and weaker. Your spirit gets weaker and weaker. Now that you may prosper and have good success, he said, I'm with you. And he told you what to do. And he's going to be with you. And this is what's going to happen. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 48, 15. Isaiah 48, 15. Now, we're talking about the Lord being with us. When the Lord is with you, he prospers your way. He said, I even I have spoken, I've called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Come near to me, hear this. I've not spoken in secret from the beginning, from time that it was. There am I, and now the Lord God in his spirit has sent me. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, which teaches you to profit, which leads you by the way you should go. He's with us to lead us. He's with us to prosper our way, to prepare it before us and guard us behind. Do you believe it, saints? If we'll listen to him, keep him on our mind, stay with him, follow him, our way will be prosperous. There will be success. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis 24, there's a good example of this. If you'd go over there, please. 
Abraham is obviously a man who knew God, is called the friend of God, walked with God. And when it came time, he's getting older. He knew he wouldn't be around on the earth much longer. His son Isaac's a grown man, but he's not married. And he knew, now this is, you got to remember, this is before the law. No law had been given, but he knew God. And he knew he didn't get, need to get Isaac uh, a wife from these heathen people in the land that worship false gods. He knew that could influence him and lead him astray. And so he wanted to send his servant back to where he came from and find a woman that would be a proper wife for his son. And uh, in Genesis 24, he sent his servant. And uh, in verse 12, we'll read it. This is the Amplified. He said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, this servant, I pray you caused me to meet with good success today and show kindness to my master Abraham. And verse 21, he went to, you remember he went to the, the well and he prayed this prayer. The Lord was wondering uh, whether, verse 21, uh, the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. See, this language describes the Lord being with you. And you know the story how that he went there and he's in the right place, but he didn't know anybody here. And the women would come to draw water. No indoor plumbing. And uh, he sat there and he prayed. Oh, friend, there's such wonderful principles to learn. What do you do when you get to a point where you don't know what to do next? pray. Check inside. Ask the Lord. He said, Lord, basically, you know, Abraham has sent me and uh, show me where to go next, basically. What's going to happen? And he said, give me, give me favor. The damsel that volunteers to water our camels. I'll know you're doing something there. I'm paraphrasing. And so, uh, she came, the daughter, who wound up being Isaac's wife, and he, he said, could I have a drink? She said, oh, yes, you, you, welcome, and she gave him some, and she volunteered and said, I'll, I'll water your camels. And so she poured out her whole uh, water container, and then we had to go back and draw some more and take it and draw back. This is work. You could mess, mess up your makeup doing this. You could get all sweaty, you know. (laughs) Wonder how many people missed God by not being kind. She has no idea who these people are. She has no idea why they're there. She has no idea that who they represent is rich, rich, rich. Looking for a wife. She don't know any of that. That's just who she is. And she responded to that prompting. When the Lord is with you, you're serving Him and walking with Him, He prepares the way before you. 
and he prospers your way. And one of the ways he does that is by giving favor. Look for it. I said look for it. When you pray about something and you're doing what he told you to do and you don't know people and things haven't happened yet, look for the favor. If it's not going, nobody cares, nobody wants to talk to you about it, don't push. Don't try, Brother Hagin used to say this, don't try to make it happen, just let it happen. Don't push. If people got no time for you, don't get indignant with them. Don't get preachy. Yeah, God told me. Hmm? Don't get attitude. You can actually mess things up. Notice he, he, didn't, he didn't get haughty and say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I represent? You better give me some time. Well, now you've messed it up. Right? Now they're doing something for another reason. No. He was just quiet and prayed. And asked the Lord to help him. And she did that. And uh, in verse uh, 39, Genesis 24, I said to my master, peradventure the woman will not follow me. What if she don't want to come? Verse 40, he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. He said, it's going to work out. Abraham's faith man. I said he's a faith man. What if it don't work? <laughs> he said the Lord's going. The Lord's going to be there. He's going to prosper your way. Hallelujah. And uh, he said that you'll take a wife for my son for the kindred of my father's house. You'll be clear of the oath when you come to my kindred. If they don't give you one, you'll be clear of the oath. But he's already said he's going to prosper your way. But he was concerned, what's he going to do? Can he even come back home? He said, yeah, you can. But it's going to be all right. I came this day to the well and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if now you do prosper my way, which I go. And he did. And it worked out perfect. And she was the perfect one. And obviously they were, apparently if you read the text, they were very, very happy. Does the Lord still go with people? Does he still prosper their way? Does he still prepare the way before you? So that when you get there, even though you might not know anybody, favor is there. Now, you know, even though God does prepare the way before you and give you favor, you can still mess it up by acting like a heathen. People can be all inclined, ready to do something for you. And you pitch a fit and you act wrong and they're human. They got a will. They can change their mind and say, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not messing with them. Even though God had it set up, you can mess it up. Which is why you need to be nice to everybody. Hmm? Help your neighbor out. Look at him and say, be nice to everybody. Didn't the Bible say that uh, some have entertained angels? And didn't know it. Unawares. Hmm? Didn't even know it. Didn't even realize it. The Lord will prosper your way. Oh somebody say the Lord prospers my way. Let me read to you some of these phrases about David. This was so evident 
in David's life from the time he was very young. In 1 Samuel 18.14, don't turn there, just listen to these. They'll have it on the screen for us. 1 Samuel 18.14, David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. One of the ways he's with you is in giving you wisdom. Hmm? You don't come in and act like a fool. Mess up your favor. <laughs> right? You come in and you act wisely. The, somebody say, the Lord's with me. He gives me wisdom. And in 2 Samuel 8, 6, it says this, 2 Samuel 8, 6, the, David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, this is many years later, Syrians became servants to David and they brought gifts, and the Lord preserved David wheresoever he went. The Amplified says the Lord preserved and gave victory to David wherever he went. Why? Because he, he didn't just show up by himself. The Lord was with him. The Lord prepared the way before him. The Lord gave David wisdom and grace when he got there. And so everywhere he goes, things work. It's successful. It's good. He's walking in the blessing. He's walking in the wisdom. He's walking in the presence. Hallelujah. He's not alone. Oh, friend, we're not alone going through this life. What do we read today? Psalm 24. What do we read? Hmm? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Other translations say darkness. The dark valley. The valley of darkness. He's with me. Oh, somebody say, He's with me. He's with me. I won't be afraid. Hallelujah. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We need to have this in our heart and mind. God was there before I got there. He prepared it for me before I got there. Hallelujah. And he's with me once I get there. No matter where I'm at, how dark it is, how rough it is. Nobody knows you. Doesn't matter. I did not come alone. <laughs> I did not come alone. He's with me. His presence is with me. The more you believe that, the more His presence manifests. People should sense God's presence when they're around us. Because He's in us. And He's on us. And the more... We walk with him. The closer we walk with him, the more we believe he's with us. His presence manifests stronger and more. Hallelujah. Amen. The more worldly we are, the more junk we think and talk, the less his presence would be sensed. But is, is he in you or not? Yes, sir. Yes. Is he in you? Yes. Then why couldn't somebody sense him? Can people sense you? Hmm? Have you ever sensed somebody you didn't see? Somebody came in the room. You didn't see them. You didn't hear them. But all at once you thought, somebody's here. Is that right? How'd you know they were there? You're a spirit and they're a spirit. And you sensed them. You didn't see them. You didn't physically feel them. You didn't hear them. But you sensed them. 
He's here. You don't have to see him. You don't have to hear him. You don't have to physically feel him to sense his presence. Glory to God. And the more you focus on him, the more you think about him, the more you talk about him. Didn't he say, where two or three are gathered together? Come on, somebody help me with this now. Where two or three are what? Gathered together. What did he say? In my name. What? There am I in the midst of them. Is he here right now? He's here right now. The more we think about politics that are going on, the more we think about trouble, the more we think about crime, the more we think about strife, the less we'll sense his presence. Hmm? If our mind's not on him, we're not in contact with him. The mind is the great connector. But if we put our mind on him and draw near to him, he draws near to us. Hallelujah. The more we talk about him, the stronger his presence is manifest. And we sense him. I said we sense him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Moses was in his presence for 40 days and nights. And when he came down out of the mount, his face shined like a light bulb. Hallelujah. That's what the presence of God, uh, it affects you, it permeates you. You can be soaked in his presence. Well, the more so that is with you, the more people will sense it when they're around you. More junk you're into, people can sense that too. Lying, sin, people can sense that too. Spiritual people can. Not that they don't care about you anymore. It's just like, you know, like a kid that got into some stinky stuff. Right? You still love them, but what did you get into? Ew. Got skunked. Well, God loves us, but getting into the wrong stuff in this world, we can get stinky. Hmm? Oh, but thank God you can be washed. You can be washed and made clean. Don't you have a desire to be like the master? And he told his disciples, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Do you suppose they sensed his presence when they were around him? Listening to, you know they did. You know they did. Hallelujah. Even though he's operating as a man, he's yielded completely to the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your holy presence. Hallelujah. Uh, In 2 Samuel 8, and uh, I believe this is is 5, it says... uh, elaborating on what we just already read, David would go out, uh, this complete Jewish Bible, no matter where Saul sent him, he was successful. And verse 14, And the Lord preserved and gave victory to him wherever he went. He's going in the presence of the Lord. Everywhere he went, things turned out good. Everything he put his hand to prospered. 
Every endeavor was a success. Shouldn't we give the Lord praise here at Faith Life Church? Every project we've had. Come on, tell me. Anybody been with it? Every project we've had. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. The Lord used me, used you, but we were just a part. Has he done it? Everything we have believed him for. Everywhere we've gone. We've had success. That's not because you're so smart or I'm so smart. Or I've done everything perfect. But if we endeavor to believe him and trust him and do what he tells us to do, he's with us. Oh, is anybody getting stirred up about this beside me? He's with us. He's with us. He's with us right here in this service tonight. He's with us in Branson. He's with you joined on the internet live. He's with you when you watch it tomorrow and next week. He's with us. Somebody say, he's with me. He's with me. He's with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Is that right? He's with me. We need to be aware. Like Brother Hagin used to say, more God inside minded. We need to be mindful of him. Talk to him. Just all through the day and night, talk to him. Don't go hours and hours and not talk to him. That's how you pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that you're knelt down with your hands folded 24-7. That's not what that means. It just means this is, you don't just have a time of prayer. This is the way of life for you. You commune with him. And I know many of you do the same, but I'll just describe it a little bit. You know, I, I talk to the Lord like I talk to Phyllis. Only acknowledging that he's my, my God and, and great. But I, I'll be riding along in the car and I'll, I'll just start talking to him. Or I'll start praying. And it don't have to go. It doesn't have to go 20 minutes. It doesn't have to go three minutes. But I'm aware of him. How many think we ought to include him in the conversation? Is he there? Is he present? Does he hear us? Does he see us? We ought to acknowledge that on a regular basis. We ought to just look up and go, now, Lord, you're here. You heard all that. (laughs) Hmm? And if it wasn't good, maybe time to repent. Right? Lord, you heard this big fight we just had. We want to repent right now. Hmm? Lord, you are, uh, you know that. You know what's going on with them. And we know you're good. You're faithful. Nothing's too hard for you. When you start talking to him, start talking about him, that's why it's a grievous thing to use the Lord's name in vain. To use the word God, to use the word Jesus, to use the word Lord, and you use it as a byword or even cursing. It's an evil thing. Hmm? Don't, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Well, a lot of people don't realize, oh my God, is using the Lord's name in vain. Unless you're talking to him or about him. Hmm? If you're not talking to him or about him, you're being very disrespectful. You're acting like God doesn't exist or you don't care. No. Talk, when you, when you talk, mention God, the Lord, Jesus, you should be talking about him 
aware he's hearing every word of it or talking to him. And if we live in a greater awareness of this, his presence will get noticeably stronger in manifestation. He's there, but he's not manifested in the same degree everywhere. There are some places you can go in the earth, and it feels like he's not there. It feels like God is not even there. Guys, God forsaken, people say. But no, he's there. His presence is just not manifested because people don't care about him. They don't believe in him. <coughs> but there are other places. I, I, I believe our churches are this way. I believe ministries this way. Believe with me that it gets even stronger. The people drive by this place, they sense the presence of God. They pull in the parking lot, they sense the presence of God. And for sure, when they sit down by you, oh, come on, come on. When they sit down by you, they don't need to sense the results of worry and fear all week. And fighting and all this other strife junk. Hmm? Some say, well, you know, I got to deal with the world in my job. I know you do. And a lot of folks are just nuts. <laughs> but greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And it can help them so much when they go into a fury or some rant. When you just stand there full of the peace of God and full of the love of God and the faith of God and nothing gets your peace and nothing steals your joy, it is a witness to anybody around you. There's something different about that guy. Something's different and it gets strong enough they're going to want to know, what is it with you? What are you... What are you taking? What are you smoking? What are you drinking? Nah, it ain't that. It's not that. What I got you can't find in a bottle. You can't you can't get it. Can't light it up. It's the peace of God that passes understanding that comes from the presence of the living God living in me. Hallelujah. Why don't you go ahead and stand and lift up your hands right now? I, I want us to just praise him and act on this. And let his presence get stronger with us right now. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Focus on him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Hallelujah. Like he's real. Because he is where real comes from. Father, I worship you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for giving yourself to us. Thank you for your mercies, loving kindnesses, and tender mercies. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you are the Lord who who is here, the great I am, who always is and always will be who was and is and is to come. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voices. Focus on Him. Let's just do it for a few minutes. Oh, Lord, I praise you. Oh, Lord, I praise you. Praise you. 